You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Hey, welcome to Changing Lives. We are changing lives with the Word of God, and I'm so glad you have joined me. And I have a wonderful person with me, and that is my daughter, Charity. (laughs) And she's going to chime in as I am sharing uh, the message that I have for you today, which happens to start with a question. Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure about what you're doing? Are you sure of yourself? Are you sure that God's going to pull through for you? Are you sure about whatever you believe in God for? Are you sure? And I'm sure that's that's a question that probably props up a lot, probably every day in our lives. And so I've been meditating on being sure, not just being sure in things or man, but being sure in God. And um, I think in our lives, we we often have to see that when we experience God's goodness in our lives, it's 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 him stepping in and doing things for us in, in such a phenomenal way. But a lot of times our lives is hinged on what we need God to do for us. So I believe that, you know, when he blesses us with good things, those can be icings on the cake. But. I think most of the time, all throughout our lives, we have times where we really need God to step in for us. Sometimes it may be healing uh, in our bodies or maybe healing for a loved one. Somebody may be in a hospital and you just really believe in God for a breakthrough. Sometimes it could be for yourself where you need, you know, um, help or uh, for to confirm a job situation or to pass the test. Um, It could be for so many different ways that you need God to step in and really rescue us. And so I start out with that question, are you sure? Because I believe that um, when you come to terms with the fact that God can rescue you, can step in in your situation, um, surety, or confidence comes along with that. And so when I think of the word sure, being sure of something, I think about uh, being without doubt, you know, where there's a um, no question in your mind that whatever you're, you're believing God for or whatever you're getting ready to step out to do, that, that you, you, you're not wishy-washy or straddling the fence with this thing. Um, so there's, you're full of certainty. Um, and to me, another word that connects to it is confidence, confidence. And I believe all of us need to have that confidence. And, um, you can think back from when you were little and, 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 and trying to find your way and, and, and to try to get to, um, to be confident in either in your ability or yourself or or just confident in knowing who you are, your identity in Christ. Um, but confidence is something that can either be in yourself or can be in God. Um, but I think that when it's um, centered um, in the right way, it's confidence in God. And to me, when you're confident in God, then you can answer that question, are you sure? 
with certainty. And so as I get into this message, basically, I'm going to talk a lot about confidence um, and how that relates to us. How do you get confidence in God? Because sometimes, you know, um, we can be uh, in a relationship with God. We can have been saved for years and um, we can still straddle that fence with having confidence that God is going to rescue us from certain situations. Um, and so I think it's important for us to get that clear understanding of what what is confidence. And we'll talk about what can take away our confidence. <laughs> and um, but how do we build our confidence in God in such a way where we are sure about what you know, we're believing God for or what we're expecting in our lives or whatever it may be. And so, um, so as I mentioned before, we can believe God for a healing, for job situations. Maybe, you know, you may be in a situation where you need some financial help. Maybe you made a, I don't know, bad financial decision in times past and you find yourself in this financial mess where it's like, how do I get out of this? I have this bill that's due or I need to have this amount of money to to put towards this uh, opportunity right away, you know, and um, and I know that I can look back over my life, even in financial situations, bad choices that I made financially, you know, overdrafting my 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 checking account and just making, you know, just financial decisions that just weren't wise um, as a young person. And um, but I realized that through it all, when I look back, that God rescued me out of them all, out of all of those situations. And so I here I am today. I survived. It wasn't the end of the world, you know, but it was God that rescued me out of those situations, you know. And so um, but then, you know, you can also look at gaining your confidence in your uh, assurance or being sure um, in God, um, you know, sometimes we may encounter certain things that we feel like, okay, when I'm calling on God, I need him to answer me wider way, you know, because God is sovereign and he can decide when he wants to rescue us. Now, he's not going to just look over the banisters of heaven, if you will, and look at us struggle and, um, Look at us, be fretful and scared of whatever situation we may be in and just decide, well, I'm just going to wait a little bit just to make them suffer a little bit longer. No, God is not that kind of God. However, he does come in his own timing. And sometimes his timing may not be the kind of timing that we want because we may feel like God is taking too long in a certain situation. We may feel like um, God, you know, you need to answer right away, you know, and most of the time when we are in a situation where we need to be rescued, most of the time it's, I need you now <laughs> to show up, you know, so it doesn't matter what it is. Now, oftentimes when you're dealing with dire situations, like someone may be in the hospital, um, emergencies and things like that. Yeah. You need God to, to operate right away. But then there's something situations that we're in and we consider them emergencies because we don't really want to be in those predicaments, but God decides what he wants to do. And we find out that, you know, after he comes through, which may have been our tomorrow when we felt like he should have showed up yesterday, you know, we find out that 
God is wise and that he he knows what's best for us. And even though he didn't show up when we wanted to, we often say, but he showed up right on time, which means he showed up in his timing and his timing is always on time. Right. And so then we find out that, you know, what may have concerned us or maybe worried us that God is, are you hearing me? Um, um, are you going to pull through for me? Are you going to be there for me? We're puzzled in those situations when we don't feel like he's come, he's coming when we need to. But then after he comes, then we recognize God knows all things and he always knows what's best for us. That's so good. I think I love how you said that, you know, a lot of times we feel like, oh, God should have came like by now, you know, but I feel that what you're saying is that these moments where you feel like God needs to rescue you or where he rescued you is what helps to build your confidence in God the next time something else comes around. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because each time that we go through different things, we learn from the previous time, mm-hmm. you know, and God, everything that God does, he works it out together for our good. That means his best interest is at our heart. He wants to see us get obtain the best and be the best. And so there are things that he'll allow to happen. Sometimes he'll allow time to go by before he answers because he knows that's going to build our confidence in him because if we put our trust in man, then we'll, we'll find out that man can fall short, but it's going to, it's going to build our trust in him. It's going to press our way into his presence more. I mean, if you think about it, whenever we've gone through situations where we really need God, we cry out to God. Those are prayers. Sometimes it may be prayers of desperation, prayers of petition, but nonetheless, it's prayer and prayer brings us closer to God. And whenever you get into the presence of God, you always come out better. You always come out stronger. You always come out wiser and you always come out more confident because in his presence, you find out he's there for you. In his presence, you find out you have everything that you need to make it through. And so, yes, it makes you better. It makes you more confidence, confident as, um, as, as you allow him uh, or, or as you recognize that he is the one that's able to rescue you, he makes you more confident in that. So how do you develop confidence in God? And so I have a few points that I just want to share that I believe that are key to helping us develop our confidence in God. Now, some will say, well, experience certainly has helped me to develop my confidence in God. And that definitely is one area. And I'll get to that. But I want to start out first by saying this, you know, the, the, the main thing that we need to do in order to develop, to develop our confidence in, in God is to simply recognize that confidence is found in God. Okay. He made us, he created us. Um, and so he is the originator of confidence, which means being assured, um, being, um, full of courage, um, being, um, determined and, um, knowing, 
um, that he's got this thing. All of that comes stems from him and, and it's connected to faith as well. And so this particular scripture, I think, just capsulizes it all in recognizing that confidence comes from God. Psalm 16, 5 through 11. And I'm reading from the Passion Translation. And it says this, Yahweh, you alone are my inheritance. You are my prize, my pleasure and my portion. You hold my destiny in its timing in your hands. Your pleasant path leads me to pleasant places. I love that. Pleasant paths leads me to pleasant places. I'm overwhelmed by the privileges that come with following you. The way you counsel me makes me praise you more for you. Your whispers in the night give me wisdom, showing me what to do next. Because I set you, Yahweh, always close to me, my confidence will never be weakened. For I experience your wrap-around presence every moment. And my heart and my soul explode with joy, full of joy. Even my body will rest confident and secure. So this is a very powerful psalm that's recognizing God as being the source of everything. When you when you're looking to him for your answer, when you're looking to him for the path, when you're looking to him for the way, when you're looking to him for counsel, because a lot of times when we find ourselves in situations where we need to be rescued, if you will, or we need answers, is really we need to hear from God which way to go, what to do. We need his guidance. We need his direction. And sometimes it's not always a tangible thing that comes forth. It is receiving that revelation from him, receiving that knowledge, receiving that direction that helps us to to head towards receiving that tangible, sometimes victory, or sometimes that, that in, 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 inter, eternal victory, um, or spiritual victory that we need, um, in whatever situation it may be. But this scripture talks about how my confidence will not be weakened. So it goes to show that our confidence can be weakened. How? If we're not seeking him, if we're not looking to him as the source, if we're not recognizing that um, confidence connected to faith, that as I believe in you, God, that that I'm going to be okay. That confidence is I know everything's going to be all right, even though it may look like hell here on earth, even though it may look like storm is going on all around me. My confidence is in him. Why? Because I keep going to him as the source, as the strength, as everything that I need in this situation. And then it even goes on to say that even my body will rest confident and secure. And that's really powerful because I'm seeing that it's relating to spiritual things that may be going on um, of, of answers that you may need, but it affects us physically. And you're able to rest in confidence, which means what? I can go to bed at night. I can sleep. I can close my eyes and not be up late at night, restless and tossing and turning, wondering if God's going to come through for me, wondering if the answer is going to come through, wondering if someone's going to be healed, wondering if I'm going to be healed, wondering if someone's going to be set free or delivered, wondering if I'm going to get that job, wondering if I'm going to pass that test. And it just goes on and on. And we, I believe all, Many of us, if not all of us, have experienced sleepless nights to some degree. But the more that we find our, 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 our pleasant place 
in God, then the more we're able to obtain that, that, that sleep at night and that security and knowing God's got this. I don't have to waste, you know, worry, uh, be anxious. God's got this and he's got me. Amen. Amen. I love that. You know, you were saying how I know Christians, we have this phrase that when you're going through something, that's when God is like most close. And so that part of the scripture that you just went over that says, Yahweh is always close to me yes. and my confidence will never be weakened. You're saying that because I rely on you, then that is why I have the confidence and why you're so close to me, which I think you're about to get on this is about just that reliance on God and just yes. even more in depth so that you can have that confidence. Yeah. When you rely on something or someone you're leaning on your dependency is on that person so good, yeah. or um on, preferably it's on god now we thank god you know god doesn't make us an island he doesn't put us on this earth by ourselves. but he created a family unit he created uh for us to have a community of you know, friends and, you know, just a support system. And that's wonderful. We have a church family. All of those things are wonderful. But our, our total dependency and reliance should never be on uh, our, just ourselves or on any one person. You know, sure, we can, we can look to them for help, but our total dependency and reliance really comes from God. And so, yeah, so I did want to talk about self-reliance because I think oftentimes we live in a world where um, we're encouraged to to get ours to get our own and and if no you know um, you know get get it for yourself and you know and look out for yourself and um, you know sometimes we can have we can have that type of mentality to rely on ourselves because we had nobody to defend us or fend for us uh, maybe as we were growing up or maybe we've been disappointed so many times by, you know, by people, you know. And so disappointment and, you know, and abandonment, you know, from others that you may feel like needed to should have been there for you, um, you know. Um, and then we, 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 we develop that hard outer shell of, well, I'm not going to lean on anybody else. I'm going to be tough. I'm, I'm, I'm going to achieve this. I'm. Or, or we have this, this idea that I'm going to show them, you know. And so we begin to muster up within our own strength, our own ability, our own intellect. And we begin to rely on our own self, our own co accomplishments and all of those things. And that can be really lethal because um, when you go too far into depending on your own strength, then there's no room for God. And... Um, and we never want to push God off of the scene, out of our lives, where we depend so much on our own strength and our own intellect and all that. So when you look at self-reliance, it's pouring our identity into what we accomplish um, instead of what God has accomplished for us as his child. So we're so so really it's based on accomplishments, not on what God has given us through what he has already accomplished. And really, we become his children through what what Jesus accomplished on the cross. OK, so our value is found in our performance, you know, um, and um, and 
it really becomes hard to depend on God when we're used to relying on ourselves. When, 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 you know, when you get up in the morning and your mind is far from God, when you get up and, and, and you're going to do your to-do list and you're going to figure this thing out yourself, you're going to go and, you know, troubleshoot and do all these things yourself. You know, even in the little things, God wants to be involved in it because why he, he accomplished everything that we need. He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So I find that even in the little things, you know, I find myself even, you know, around my home, if there's something that needs to be solved, you know, problem, you know, that needs to be solved, you know, whether it's a, it's, it's a physical situation, something's broken, something needs to be fixed or a question that comes up or a situation that perplexes me. I've trained myself and continue to train myself to rely on God because he has given us the Holy Spirit, who is the one that knows all things. And so why try to figure it out in my own intellect? Because my own, 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 my own intellect falls short, you know, compared to the knowledge and the revelation and the information and um, that God knows, you know. So why beat myself over the head? Why struggle in my own strength? to try to come up with my own thing. But it's, it's very critical. Ephesians 4, 22 to 24 says this, by faith, we put off the old self, corrupt by the spirit of self-reliance and put on the new self, transformed by the spirit of grace in the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So, you know, when you're not saved, you know, you may be doing your own thing, you know, making your own plans, making your own way. But when we get saved, we, we, we have to learn how to put off that, that old way, which is, it talks about a spirit of self-reliance, you know? And so, um, and so, and it talks about putting on that new self, which is renewed and transformed by the spirit of grace. Grace is so powerful. And, um, and so really, instead of having that self-reliance, we, we should shift to grace reliance, which means relying on God doing, you know, what he does best, doing what he does far greater than what we can do. And more in a more excellent way, you know, and so so then we find that we we um, can give him what we can't do, you know, and a lot of times that's where we, we we fall into that place where we need to be rescued by God is because we've fallen short. We've come to the end of ourselves and there's things that we can't do within our own strength. So what? So what do we do? We rely on the grace of God, which means his grace steps in beyond our weakness, and we're able to have that cutting edge. We're able to, to be rescued. We get the answers that we need. We allow him to step in, and he makes everything turn around together for our good. How powerful is that, right? Okay, so listen, we need to identify um, confidence killers because, and, and self-reliance is one of those big confident killers. Um, let me read another scripture to you. And this is coming out of the Amplified Version from Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8. And it says, cursed is the strong man who trusts and relies on frail men, making weak human flesh his arm, whose mind and heart turn aside from the Lord. 
And then it goes on to say, most blessed, though, is the man who believes in and trusts in and relies on the Lord and whose hope and confidence the Lord is. And then it goes on to talk about how he shall be like that tree planted by the rivers of water that we read about in Psalms one. And so so one big, um, you know, another big confidence killer really is. And we're talking about the confidence in God. So self-reliance can kill the confidence that you have in God. Right. Okay. So another one is trusting in man, you know? And, um, so, you know, we have to think about that because again, like I said, you know, he doesn't make us an Island. He get he blesses us with family, friends, you know, uh, church family, you know, you know, just different associates and people that, we can, you know, enjoy life with, you know, and, and have to help us along the way. But sometimes we find ourselves so dependent on man that that we don't trust God, um, you know, along the way in certain areas of our journey. And so it's critical that that we recognize that. So sometimes we trust in man too much, you know, to help us financially. Mm, who am I talking to? <laughs> Sometimes we may be in predicaments and I've seen where, you know, I have family members. I have different people that have put their trust so much in uh, a man that they can even be in a marriage relationship. And uh, it's, it's not it has not gone well. It's very toxic. It's, it's very detrimental to their health spirit, soul, and body. And because they're financially tied to this person, they have put their trust in man. And so, and that's, that's, that's a terrible place to be in, but it's a reality for many people. So, but then there's other ways that we put our trust in man. When, when it's time for us to shift and transition in our lives, we have to check to see, is our trust more in man than it, than it is in God. And it's critical that, um, you know, and a, and a lot of times we, we can, we can kind of tell when our, you know, um, our trust is more in man because we can't make those transitions when we know that we are prompt to move on or to shift, you know, what's our holdup? Is it what man can do for us? that we're so dependent on that. Okay. Some of us are so dependent on our jobs. Okay. That, that we're ignoring all the, the signals and the signs that, that that's letting us know we need to move on, you know? And so our trust is, is so much dependent on what we can do, you know, whether it's our ability and, and what we've learned, I can do this job, you know, with my hands tied behind my back, with my eyes blindfolded and God is pressing you to move on and to shift. And so your trust is in that job. And so, and so, so what, what, what is it that, uh, you're putting more trust and more confidence and more assurance in than you are in God. So you need to look at that circumstances, situations, you know, um, what is it that we're putting our trust in more than God? And so my question is, is there something that you do to make sure that you're not relying on yourself or other people? Is it a confession that you say? Is it a scripture that you constantly remind yourself of. How do we know that we're about to be in that trap? Because I feel that this is something that a lot of us can get in, that self-reliance or relying on other people or how other people make us feel. Is there something that you specifically do to make sure that you don't 
fall into those traps? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think by just, um, I, I think it's a prompting from the Holy Spirit because, you know, when, when, you're, when you want to be led by the Spirit of God, I feel like the Holy Spirit gives us a way of escape, if you will, and he'll prompt you and, he, and he'll let you know, you know, because sometimes when we put our trust in man, we hit ourselves, we, we come up against a brick wall and we're trying to figure out and we don't know what's going on. And we don't realize that we're putting our trust in man or circumstances or situations. But when the Holy Spirit prompts us and lets us know and and in and, certain ways, you're trusting in this particular situation or you're trusting in this person. Why are you waiting on this person, you know, to you know, to to either give you affirmation or to say oh, you are OK, you can do this, you know, whatever it may be, because sometimes it's not always a tangible thing that we're trying to get from them. Sometimes it's 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 their backing. You know, sometimes it's 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 it's, it's getting confidence from somebody and knowing, oh, you believe in me, you know, and sometimes, you know, people aren't going to believe in you. But I believe that the Holy Spirit will prompt you if you're really seeking God. Because sometimes we, we, when we come to that brick wall and we're like, God, what's, what's, what's happening? Why, why is this not moving? Why is this not shifting? Why is this not changing? And then the Holy Spirit steps in and he, and he shows you the answer. Now, are you ready to receive the answer? And sometimes we may, you know, push over it, you know, or gloss over it, you know, or, you know, not receive it. But I believe that the Holy Spirit will always show us a way of escape so that we can get that victory that God intends for us to have. So for me, I would say relying and depending on the Holy Spirit to help me when we get to that or when I get to that place of being stuck in so many terms, you know. So, um, so, 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 which leads me to, to, to say this, look to the Holy Spirit to help you to expose those confident killers, okay? And those confident killers are those very things that's holding up your breakthrough, holding up the answers, you know, from God, because God is not going to push his way in, okay? He doesn't make us robots. He doesn't force us to do anything. He has all the answers in the world, but he's looking for us to look to him as the source, as the strength of our lives to be able to, you know, to overcome. Okay. And so sometimes, you know, we may find ourselves stuck in a situation, you know, there may be a hard situation that may, we may be in it. Do you dial up your, your, your mama? Do you dial up your grandma? Do you dial up your friend before you dial up God? Come on now. That's something to think about, you know, because God, he may lead us to people, to, you know, as a way uh, to give us an answer, to, you know, as a way of sharing wisdom. But our, 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 you know, human beings, people, man should never be the first line of, I'm, you know, escape. Okay. God is my answer and God will lead us to, you know, whether it may be people or other situations. So, so identifying those, um, Confidence killers is critical, okay? And so as we move along, I want to talk about the importance of acknowledging our weaknesses because um, in order to be sure about, you know, God being that one that can step in and and whenever you're dealing with whatever situation, you can be sure that, that God's got me, you know, 
God's going to, you know, make a way out of no way. He, he's going to answer this. You know, he's going to bring me out. You know, you got to recognize, you know, talking about self-reliance, your weaknesses. Okay. Um, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a terrible state to be in when you have weaknesses, but you don't recognize them. You try to save face. Uh, you try to make yourself look like you're something that you're not or someone that you're not. Um, you're trying to impress other people, you know, uh, that I got this, you know, I can do this. You know, you may be a single, a single mom, you know, and you may be, you know, dealing with different things, but you're trying to save face. Why? Because you have not humbled yourself to acknowledge your weaknesses. It's not saying that you're not in faith. It's, it's recognizing where you need God. Okay. In second Corinthians 12, nine, it says, he said unto me, my grace is sufficient. This is Paul talking about his weaknesses. My grace is sufficient for thee for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly. Therefore, I'd rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So this is showing me that when we recognize our weaknesses, now we give the power of God the, the opportunity to make entrance into our lives, make entrance into our lives to set us free. Right. And so, so what good does it do to make it look like you got this thing all under your belt and really you don't, you, 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 you're trying to do this in your own strength. What good does it do to make yourself look good in front of somebody else? But then when you get home, you're falling apart. Right. And so who wants that kind of life? So 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 you want to humble yourself before God and say, God, I need you. You know, that should be that should be something every day that we 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 confess out of our mouths. God already knows we need him. But we need to acknowledge, we need to let this flesh hear <laughs> that we need God every single day. I need him to breathe. I need him to eat. I need him to sleep. I need him to wake me up. I need him to think, <laughs> you know, I, I need him. We need God. And so to me, that's acknowledging our weaknesses. That That's acknowledging we don't have it all figured out. That's acknowledging that we fall short. That acknowledges, yeah, I've had this this much of, of education under my belt, but there's still a whole lot that I don't know. All right. So so acknowledging our weakness is is a key thing to building our confidence in God. No, that's not, that's not being a wimp. That's not, you know, being a loser though. That's recognizing if my source is in God, how do I get to that place where I know everything's going to be okay? Why? How? Because I let the one who makes everything okay, come in where I fall short. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I want to share the next thing, which is, um, being obedient to God and our bishop, he ministered a strong message just the other night about obedience in God. And to me, I think that is critical, you know, because we can hear the word. But the word says, you know, don't just stop at hearing the word. You got to be a doer of the word, you know, and being a doer of the word is when when you hear certain things that God tells us to do, you do it. 
You know, and, and why is that? Because that builds us up to be where we need to be in God. How do you know how to have faith? How do you know how to, you know, um, you know, to, to, to pray? And how do you know what God can do for you if you don't be obedient to him time after time and time when you hear the word of God? OK, so we learn, you know, um, you know, uh, to be more confident in God through healing, because what? When we obey God and, and we trust him, he comes through with our healing. Amen. And so how do we know that when we obey God in forgiveness, how do we know he makes everything all right with that confrontation? When we obey him, we forgive, then comes that reconciliation. So, so, so our confidence is hinged on our obedience as well. So it's not just good enough to know, okay, God will come through for me, but how will he come through for me? He will come through as he gives us instructions. So what if he tells you, okay, you go to God, God, help me with this. Help me to, you know, uh, help me with answers with this. And then God tells you, okay, I need you to go to that person. Well, what if that person is not someone that you feel so comfortable with, but God is telling you, go to that person and ask them about this situation or tell them about this situation. Well, if you're not obedient to God, then you have just, you know, suck out you know, the ability to be confident in knowing that God can move in any situation. So, but when you're obedient, you do what he says, then your answer comes and then you recognize, okay, every time I'm obedient to God, he comes through for me. He gives me an answer. He gives me a way of escape. So my confidence is built in God that when God tells me something, I'm going to do it. My confidence is this. I know that he will come through for me. Amen. So that's key. Obedience in God. And I just have two more that I want to share with you. And one is remembrance. Okay. You can't forget what God has done for you. Right. And so when the enemy comes and he brings pressure on us heavy. Okay. That's what his a part of his strategy is to do. Of course, he wants to trip us out. He wants to to knock us out of, <laughs> out of the race. He wants to defeat us. Um, but in that strategy of defeating us, he wants to deplete us of what God has done for us in times past. He wants us to forget how God pulled us out of the situation. I mean, I think all of us have been in times when we just thought we we just thought it was the end of the world. We just thought, Oh my gosh, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do, you know? And, but we settled ourselves and somehow we got ourselves centered in to a, to a place where God could come through for us and he rescued us. So we can't forget what he's done for us, you know? And so in Lamentations 3, 20 through 22 and 24, it says, my soul have them still in remembrance. He rem my soul still remembers what God has done. And it goes on to say, and is humbled in me. This I recall to my mind. Therefore, I hope it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassion fails not. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. So remembering what he's done, you, you can't get amnesia when you come up to another situation and you, 
you know, God has pulled you through in times past and you forget about what he's done for you. You know, the, the enemy has pressed on you so hard that you can't remember. So, so one of your tactics is when you get into that place where pressure comes, when you deal with spiritual warfare is to begin to think about, well, what has God done for me? What has he done for me in the past? And sometimes it helps, you know, to write it down so you can go back to your journals, you know, but sometimes it may help to even write right then and there in that situation, just begin to write what God has done for me. Well, he healed my body before. Okay. Well, he set this person free. You know, he did this, you know, the last time, you know, I had somebody that was, you know, I was praying for and believing God to, to get delivered or get healed for in a hospital. He came through, you know, and so, and it's countless times that God will do that. So our memory serves uh, as a great commodity for us as we build our confidence in God. What has God done for you? Now, I know you can't say God hasn't done anything for you because you know that's a flat out lie. And the, and, and, and the truth is this, he's done so many things for us that we can't keep track of them. We can't count them. But through our memory, which God has blessed us to have, we can recall what he's done for us. And that builds up our faith. It builds up our confidence that no matter what predicament we may be in right now, then we know, okay, wait a minute. If he's done it before, then certainly he can do it again. Glory to God. He can do this again. And so lastly, I want to leave with this is that connecting to our memory is our testimony, okay? But not only the testimony of what God has done for us, but the testimony of others. And so you, so that can be a part of your memory, but also listening to testimonies. You know, I, I love our ministry. We have this thing where we, um, we, we get testimonies because the Word of God says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimonies. To me, it's so important that we listen to our test, that we listen to other testimonies, or even if our testimony is recorded, or if we uh, have someone else to just share, how did, you know, how did you get through this situation? You know, uh, you know, when you're in conversation with people, ask people questions as far as how, how did they get victory? And what that does is it, it builds up your, your faith and your confidence in God. You know, when I hear these testimonies of how God set people free, how God healed people, how, how he, he came through, how people were on their deathbeds, how, you know, uh, people were, you know, their houses were in foreclosure, you know, how they were on the street. And now they're, you know, now that they're, they're, they're in, you know, a, a beautiful homes and debt free homes and things like that. It runs the gamut of the testimonies that we can receive from God, how people got jobs that they weren't qualified for in the natural. So these testimonies serve as a way of building up our confidence in God. Why? Because you can best believe that God was the one that, that, that gave them their answer, that, that brought them out, that healed them, that delivered them, that set them free, that made a way out of no way. So it's critical that we, 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 we position ourselves to 
hear testimonies of, of, uh, of how God comes through for us. Glory to God. That builds our confidence. So I started out with a question. Are you sure? What, what situation are you dealing with now that you need to believe God in? First of all, you need to recognize that your confidence or your surety should come from God. No matter what it is, whether it's healing that you need, a financial situation, a crunch that you may be in, whether it's a job situation, maybe you're, you know, believing God for to transition and you're taking a big test or you, you want to um, apply for this job opportunity that is, is major. You know, maybe it's an, a, a business venture that you may be dealing with. Maybe it's a tragedy that you're dealing with. Maybe, maybe it's someone that needs some major deliverance. It can run the gamut of whatever it is, but I'm telling you, no matter what, God is the one that can rescue you. And he can bring, bring you to that place of being sure, okay, with God on board, he's going to work it out together for my good. He's going to answer my cry to him. He's going to deliver He's going to set free. He's going to heal. He's going to do it. So are you sure? Are you sure that God is going to pull through for you? Prayerfully, what I've shared with you today is going to build your confidence enough that you'll be sure that God's got you. All right. So are you sure? God bless you. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org and follow us on Instagram at mountgileadfgim.